eight. What did you just say? I had 63 when I was eight. You scored 63 points when you were eight years old. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And at that point, are you thinking, this is just de rigueur for everyone? Or are you starting to think, well, okay. No, but it was something very simple that I figured out at eight years old is that other eight year olds can't dribble with their left hand. So it was something that simple for me. And so when I was guarding the ball, I always made sure I guarded the ball during that game. I'd always just let them have a couple dribbles with their right hand and then jump on their right hand and make them change it over to their left. And they would bobble the ball, fumble the ball. I'd pick it up, go lay it up. And I just did this all game. And so I wound up with 63. It's lit. Burr face. Alvin Crone face. <laughs> I know you would appreciate that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Two weeks in a row. We start right from the names. Okay. Two weeks in a row. Yes, sir. Oh man, and that's a, that's a nice one to have in a tuck. Oh, <laughs> how, how have you been? How's your week? How's life? How's the naked kids? How's everybody? Feeling great. Feeling good. How are you? Um, pretty good. Life's you know. Same number two, different toilet. Um, you know, You're yeah. censoring yourself now. It's, it's early yeah. on in the podcast. Yeah, uh, I see that. A little early 40, censoring. 45 minutes in, I'll see if that censor, that censor button still works. <laughs> Might not be, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a censor uh, three minutes in. Um, but yeah, everything's, everything's cool. Back to school in about three weeks. Really looking forward to that. I was gonna say you're that parent, huh? Oh yeah, for sure. Somebody said to me, "Oh, but you're gonna have to wake up early." I'm like, "Uh, yeah, but I can go back to sleep, and now I'm gonna have to deal with them <laughs> for eight hours, <laughs> like sun up to sundown." Go to school. I'll, I'll catch you in eight and a half hours, and you know we're straight. But yeah, what's up with you? Yeah, you know. All that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Out at Sesame Place. I. All right. So my weekend leading into yeah, Sesame on, Place. Give it up. I went to Jersey Shore for the first time. How was that? Did you see Snooky in them? No, but I did do a, a Insta vid uh, walking the boardwalk and I was like where's the shore shop where's anything remotely Jersey Shore related I was looking I couldn't remember no name of the clubs I couldn't remember anything yeah that's, that was a long time ago I told Kim I, I told my sister Kim Deja I was like yeah I let uh Paulie down and she said well did you at least yell cabs are here and I said no I, I failed everyone <laughs> I, I, why did I, she I, know that Watching it later on, and then she watches all the the, the newer like reunions and family uh, vacations. Got it. And... Got it. 
I was about to like, wait, is Kim older than like I want to believe? Okay, that makes sense. But that yeah, I, I I let everyone down. I, my Insta vid, I was literally walking the boardwalk. By yourself? Were you with some uh, other Italian like no, natives from there? You or you just? I wasn't freestyling. I was with uh my friends from college, several who are uh, Italian. But they weren't with me when I was walking the boardwalk. They were in some some club, and I was walking because I legit never been to the shore. And I was like, you know what? This is the first time I've been here. Let me uh, locate the shore store and couldn't find it and almost couldn't find the club that they were in walking back. So. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> yeah. So I drove back. <laughs> What does at Sesame Place that Sesame Place is an all day thing? I, what does Sesame Place? There's a million little kids running around. Yeah, it's just it's not fun when you when you there with your kids and somebody splashes water on your kid. And now you want to drown a two year old because yeah, it's just yeah, it'd be like that. Be we, like that. Uh, my son. Uh, is addicted to the little uh, I'm not going to say wave pool but that sort of kind of thing that's what he wanted to do all day and then like we dump them onto you know because every group travels with people that don't want to ride they just want to sit and eat mm-hmm. so we dump them and we went and got on lines for rides and yeah it's about that time stop being cheap get an express pass no matter what park you go to oh yeah we tried to do sesame place during this season where they don't have the water going because like water and a bunch of toddlers is is at a place like sesame place yeah nah we were supposed to go the Sunday prior when it was supposed to it was supposed to be like a hundred something degrees. I'm glad a God intervened and uh Yeah God Yeah. That would have been brutal. Yeah. That he he knew I wouldn't have survived um a hundred degree weather in Sesame Place with kids that weren't mine. Yeah, he knew. <laughs> Yeah, that my should, best. Should have been closed. That's a hazard. Fam. It, it was dangerously hot outside. Nobody should have been walking through an amusement park at all. Like all of them drinks should have been closed. When the hundred degree day, I um, cause Tiffany's nephew was up here from down south. We went to ride Playland, but at like five o'clock at night, so the sun was going down. And one of the niggas we was with, he's a little on the heavier side. It was so hot. <laughs> That his uh, soles melted off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. That poor little guy. Well, not so little, but. So he was dragging his foot so that. You are so wrong. Oh, God. All right. But but yeah. The entire time, or did you let him live? No, nigga. I was dying because I just, like, I would w- turn around and get a glimpse of him trying to catch up to the group. <laughs> dying the entire time. 
Oh, man. Shout out to homie. <laughs> My God. But, yeah. So, we didn't do that. Haunted. Um, we, we've been saying we want to go to Hershey Park. And I feel like Hershey Park is one of them underrated goals under the radar in terms of people going there. Mostly Six Flags, Sesame Place, and Hershey's like the forgotten stepchild. Yeah. We went to Hershey Park uh, last month. And I hadn't been to Hershey Park since I was like 12. And they added like a lot of stuff. And they're expanding. Like you can see a bunch of like, you know, open dirt. And they're telling you what's coming, all these coming attractions, all these new roller coasters. It's a lot to do out there in Hershey Park now. No, they're, they're coming. Hershey is coming. I used to go to school literally five miles away from Hershey Park. And you can smell the chocolate from our um. From our school. <laughs> Did it lure you in? It made you want to go to Hershey Park more than you should have. Yeah. Yeah. And now then when I was there. Their bread and butter for, you know, their 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 inception, since their inception is like Hershey, chocolate, candy. And, you know, niggas was like, all right, okay. Like we can go buy that. So you can see, like, I'm guessing over the year they were just been adding, adding, adding. Like it's been a 20 year gap almost since I've been there. But they have like real roller coasters. Like the young people were excited. They had a good time. There's a lot of eateries out there. Um, Mo's Mexican joint, Chick Fil A out there. So you know they're adding to it. It's not just about the chocolate anymore. Seems seems like at Hershey Park. You know my ignorance. This is the first time I went to Hershey Park. I was unaware of all of the candy Hershey makes because I was just thinking about chocolate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, them yeah. niggas is deep. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like Pepsi. You think it's just like Pepsi, Wild Cherry Pepsi, Vanilla Pepsi. is like, nah, like, you know, Sierra Mist, the yep. dual, like, brisk. Like, that's all us, too. <laughs> that's us. I forget which drill is attached to them, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they got a whole, they had a whole lineup. Oh, oh man. Um, I, I want to get right into that thing that opened us up. We had a lot of not random conversation, but I want to say meaningful conversation today. Not really. Um, sorry, guys. I led you on. Um, but Kobe Bryant saying he scored sixty three points at eight years old. The first his first time scoring sixty was at eight years old. Yeah. Nigga, what? Yeah. There's some people that have, that are talented, and then there's, like, there's some people that are, like, gifted from God. And for Kobe to have the, like, wherewithal at the age of eight to be like, oh, all these right-handed kids are only using their right hands, and I can use both. So let me force these kids to not use their right hand and like that at, at the age of eight, if this is in fact like true, at the age of eight for him to just have the IQ to be like, like, oh, they only, they only using their right hand. So let me just jump the ball and, you know, make them go to their left and then they're not really good on their left. So I'll just take it and, you know, keep scoring. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Fam, I'm subbing in and I'm locking down an eight year old who's playing against my son. <laughs> if you get 30 on my son, I'm subbing in 
and I'm Joe Dumas D on you for the rest of the game. There's no way in the world I'm letting my son get. It's insane. That's insane. Did you see the? Uh, it was like an old picture of um Michael Jordan watching both of his sons play in college, and they combined <laughs> had eight points, mm-hmm. and Eric Gordon had forty three. <laughs> Niggas was torching the Jordans. <laughs> Mike sitting there like, this is, there's no way these niggas is my kids. Like, Fam. These are not my loins. <laughs> you think, all right, the one nigga that we, we want to have a boy who doesn't, who just keeps getting girls, is Kobe Bryant. You yeah. think Kobe's going to be better than uh, a lot of these niggas' sons? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Because the, the sons that we're seeing right now, NBA sons, like Bronny, D-Wade's son, they can ball. Like, those niggas got it. Um, I don't see too much of Melo's son, Kyan. I know he on the, he be on the AU circuit, too. I don't really be seeing that, much, that many highlights of him, so I don't know. She might be better than him. <laughs> That's mad disrespectful. I'm just Personal. saying, like, you don't really see no, like, House of Hoops highlight to him or, like, Ball is Life, Slam. Like, they be doing all the mashups of, like, Zaire and all these other dudes, Bronny, all the other AAU 15-year-olds. You don't never see Cayenne in the mix. <laughs> Oh, Maybe it's because daughter, I follow Lala. Probably a George Nah, Lala posting videos of them niggas. Um, well, yeah, clearly winning chips and stuff like that, tournaments. But yeah. I don't know. The niggas doing his pops dirty. I think they're gonna underestimate him, and he's gonna be a sleeper on niggas too. Oh, Cayenne. Nah, you're a hater. Nah. Cayenne probably trash. You're a hater. But if Kobe Bean Bryant had a son, uh, I would hate. One, I want to see how Kobe is as a father because I said when he retired, he going. This is a joke, folks, and I hate that you have to preface that in these times. But I told Tiffany he going to be in the house yelling at Vanessa like, "No, and don't go there." <laughs> but then, I've been off all this all this time. I got nothing but time. No, and don't go there. <laughs> I don't think he that type of. I don't know. Maybe. That he does seem like he have a takeover type of spirit. He does. That yeah, nigga in the house, competitive eating, shooting his socks at the laundry basket. <laughs> at the laundry basket. <laughs> <laughs> they just had another daughter, right? Yeah, this nigga got like six kid, six girls. Yeah, Kobe was a hoe. I have no sons. Got all these girls. That's that's what they say. That's what they say. If you've been doing dirt, God hits you back with a girl. Yeah. Yeah. So what about um? I wanted to ask you since we're here. About about um, LeBron James celebrating his son's AAU team. Like, every time they dunk or, you know, get a big basket, he's, like, jumping up, running up and down the sideline, 
And uh, Jason Whitlock told him to sit his ass down. F Jason Whitlock's plantation. And um, then he was surprised when Black Twitter <laughs> jumped on him. Like, what do you think was going to happen? Like, how did you how did you think black people were going to respond to you telling a black father to sit down celebrating his black son and his black teammates? Like I don't under, I don't I don't even understand when he was trying to explain it. I I gotta stop giving him ratings too because like I watch FS1 <laughs> in the morning and then like I tend to just leave it on as I'm doing other stuff around the house. And it just like be on the TV, and every time I see him, I be like, "How? Like, why am I watching this?" And he's always doing something, and I'm like, "I can't watch this nigga." But like, what are you talking about? I didn't even understand his explanation. It didn't even make any sense. Like, this man is trying to celebrate his son. Like, he didn't have that growing up when he was playing AAU ball. When he was playing, like, his mom's was working crazy jobs because it was just her single parenting. He was out there balling, and he didn't have no support. So he has the ability to be there for his son and his friends, and he wants to celebrate. Like, I don't, I don't get. The, LeBron does this in the NBA. Like when his teammates do something, he, this nigga was on the sideline doing the guitar when Lance Stevenson hit a three. So you think he not gonna <laughs> jump up when his son gets an alley oop? Like what? Is you crazy? I think uh, Jason Woodlock is uh, fatherless and probably uh, has never been close to a vagina to even be in a position to have a kid. <laughs> but, fam, I can't tell you how many times I'm going to get kicked out of any of my kids' games because wow. I'm, I'm going to be their biggest cheerleader. You got dang right. You are goddamn correct. That's just like general consensus. Like, okay, we're going to celebrate. I thought that came with it. Like, being a soccer mom. Like, that's what it's about. Being there for your kids, celebrating them when they do good things. Like, I, I couldn't understand his beef. Like, why would you want that man to sit down? You want him to just come to the game and just sit and be quiet? Like, somebody could live stream him for, for him to just sit and be quiet. Or just clap. He wants his presence felt. He wants his son to know that he's there. He supports him. He's happy for him. Celebrating his success. Like, let that man live. And How many nephews this games is like, been biggest kid. He's the biggest kid. The, Zoe said it when he first met LeBron. He didn't realize how goofy he was. Like, so this is him. This is not him putting on a show or trying to intimidate the other parents. Like, this is him. This is him. And like I said, he does this in NBA games. So, of course, he's going to do it for his son, his oldest son. How many of your nephew games you went to? Probably, like, three or four. Because he never really wanted to be at the games. Did you act a fool at the games you did go to? Yeah, of course. Barking on the refs. Like, it, it comes. It comes with the territory. Like if you have a family member in a sport, 
and you're in the stands for that particular sport, you're going to be yelling. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I thought this was like the thing. That's what fandom is. You get excited, you yell. <laughs> like, and of course, you're going to be more excited because it's your kid. I couldn't understand it. I'm, I could not understand it. I'm like, this, this guy must really hate LeBron. He must really hate LeBron. Like, why do you hate that man so much? Like, I but get you it. You don't have to point, like everybody, but, like, come on. You brought up a point that I don't even think he thought about. Like, the man didn't have that when he was growing up. So why not be overly excited for my kids? Because yeah. I didn't have that, like... I'm sure he wished he had somebody to cheer him on when he was playing basketball. But now he's in a position where not only is he famous, but now his son's picking up and like following his footsteps and he's actually good. Why wouldn't he cheer? Yeah. And then the opposite would be, oh, LeBron stuck up. He don't like cheering for the kids. Like, it's all. As a matter of fact, the Bleacher Report, um, I, I. took a picture of the Bleacher Report when it asked um, Braun about Bronny Jr. playing with, like, expectations. And Braun was like, expect a kid that will play for his teammates, someone who doesn't care about rankings because the only thing that matters is his team's success. Like, he, he's not there just celebrating his son. He's celebrating the team. Yeah. 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 I, I, mean, I don't get it. I didn't get it at all. I didn't get it at all. It's just... Uh... A, a guy excited, a fan, a father excited to see his son and his friends ball out, and that's that. That's that. Nigga, why would I not get my son's team hyped in a layup line if I, uh, like, why would I not put on a show for my son's team to get them amped? Like, supposed to just, just sit there and, like, why not? like exactly. a normal parent? Do you, Bronny? Is gonna be like, uh, Mr. Reed, we can't have you at the games anymore. We're gonna have to ask you to watch from the car or do something, but we can't. Other parents are complaining about you cursing. Um, and you know, it's just, I want my kids to be in sports, so I, I can be like that crazed parent. You think I'm not, nigga. Nigga, Caden told me yesterday he wanted to play baseball next year. I'm like, fam, you don't know what you... All right. <laughs> you don't know what you're asking for. All right. <laughs> no turning back. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what you're asking for. I, I, I was playing around with him yesterday because he don't like eating vegetables. And I was like, if you don't eat your vegetables, you're not going to get faster. So he started running through the house. I'm like, dang, man, you still slow. You... you <laughs> <laughs> so he kept he kept running back and forth. I was like, "You used to be fast, man. You used to be. Now they just call you slow. They see you coming. They say, hey, look at slow.'" And then they just like, "What about now, Daddy? Am I fast now?" I said, "You gotta eat your vegetables, man. I can't. You gotta eat your vegetables." But uh, moving moving from sports to just fathers in general, uh, Mario Lopez, nigga. This is a sign of how stupid the times are and how dumb people are. Mario Lopez is under fire, if you don't know, because 
He claims parents who allow their children to live according to their identified genders are setting a dangerous example. Mario Lopez has three kids himself, by the way. Um, his point was, at three years old, your kid doesn't know their own sexuality for them to say or make the decision that they want to transition. And he's getting backlash for what? Yeah, he walked it back to apologize. He apologized, saying that his comments were insensitive and ignorant, I believe were his words. Um, and I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> they weren't. Somebody said, no, no, I, so, go ahead. Somebody said in support of him, it's actually two different people. But one of them said, wait, where is the lie? Go get offended somewhere else. That's like being 20 and telling the bouncers, oh, nah, I'm 31. If you don't respect the fact that I'm 31, I'm going to be upset. Some stuff you just can't, some stuff just doesn't exist. I don't understand why it's so hard to understand about that. Society is literally sick. Like, I, I also hate the fact that, like, now, because he's a celebrity, he has to walk back his comments so he doesn't lose his job. Like, but it's the truth, though. It's not, it's not like, nigga, at three years old, no, you're not. You don't even know what you want for lunch. Exactly. Exactly. And what would you even know about gender or sexuality? The concept at is not. Years old. At three years old. It's, the concept is too. It's too deep for a three-year-old to even understand. Like, even if you say, I'm a girl, like, what do you, what do you know that to mean at three? <laughs> like, that's just, you're just saying, I'm a girl. Like, just like you're saying, my name is, my name is Melissa. Like, what do you know that to mean? Who is Melissa? You don't know because you're three. <laughs> like, it's the same thing. Like, a three-year-old does not understand the concept of sexuality or gender. And I, it's like... Um, for my kids, like we have an idea of what we want to do for their birthday, plan it a couple months in advance. By the time their birthday get here, they're on to something else. Like for example, Ethan has been on Beyblades for like the past, the previous like six months leading up to his birthday. We bought him a bunch of Beyblades. They played with it for like two, three weeks. Ethan has not touched that thing. He has not watched that show. He has completely <laughs> moved on from Beyblades. It's like and seven. So th they flip-flop every day, every week, every month. They're ever-growing, ever-changing. I don't know if it's dangerous, but it's, you know, it's a slippery slope conforming to a, a, a child saying that they, they want to be uh, the gender that they weren't born with. Like, they're a kid like let them make a decision when they're you know closer to their teenage years when they really have an understanding or a better understanding of like the world and society you know and uh physiology like at three four five six like nah nah it, it was the candace owens show um that mario lopez was on and she said psa Bullying people into issuing public statements and apologies so that they can keep their careers because they state a fact that three-year-olds are not equipped to make life-altering decisions is why Donald Trump is y'all president.
Like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fact. If you're under 21, you cannot get into an establishment that's 21 and over. Like the, like the person said, no matter how much you scream outside, I'm 31. And no, nigga, your ID says you're 20. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, he, I don't understand. What, like, what would, like, how could that be offensive? Even to like the, you know, the trans community, I don't see where the offense there in, in saying that a three-year-old doesn't know. Like, how much does a three-year-old know? Really, like, not trying to be funny, not trying to be offensive to any community, anybody. Honestly, how much does a three-year-old know? I don't understand, like, where the offense came from. Because that's just a fact. A three-year-old does not know much. And for them to try to decide that they want to be a different gender, like, changing their complete, like, altering at the age of three... That's crazy to me. And I don't really having a hard time understanding how that was offensive to anybody. Like, would you let a three-year-old make decisions if you're renovating your kitchen? (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you're spending 25 grand renovating your kitchen, would you take your your three-year-old, let them pick out the flooring, pick out the cabinets, pick out the countertop, pick out the backsplash? No, you really wouldn't. You really wouldn't. And you really wouldn't let a three-year-old make many decisions outside of what do you want to eat and what do you want to wear? And what do you want to watch on TV? What toy you want? So why would, a, why would you let them make a decision that will completely change their lives when you really wouldn't let them make a decision that would change your life? I don't, I don't see the offense. And I'm, I feel bad that Mario had to like walk it back and apologize and you know just to save face with a, a certain demographic of people but it's like come on come on like you can't even have an opinion these days like that's not even it's not homophobic or anything like I, that's just <laughs> that's just an opinion about like a little kid I don't know yeah, what the crazy part is as parents like um if we let's say this thing takes off tomorrow, there's no way in the world we should have to apologize for speaking about like if I'm talking about my kid and what I like. No, you get mad all you want, but there's no way in the world I'm giving a heavy decision like that to a three year old. And if I address that, I'm talking about my kids. The man wasn't saying, oh, well. Everybody's kids should do this. He's at three years old. You just you really don't know. Yeah. There's this thing that says a uh, classical liberalism. I disapprove of what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. Progressivism. I disapprove of what you say, and I will publicly shame you, lobby to have you censored, and demand you be fired from your job. Yeah, that's the wave that that we're on now. That that goes along with the whole cancer culture. That's what happened with Kevin Hart when he had to walk back and apologize 50,000 times for something he put in a stand-up 10, 12 years ago. Made him miss out on a big opportunity, a dream job. It's like, come on. 
like, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's really, really, really sick. Um, that like everything is uh, a hot topic. Everything is, uh, oh, watch out. You're going to fit this person. Oh, watch out. You're going to fit that person. Oh, like everything you say in this day and time, like you almost got a joke in private. You almost got to like keep your opinions to yourself. You're, like, it's, it's, it's really stupid. Yeah, it is because everybody's offended now. Women, minorities, uh, the religious folk, Christians and Muslims, Jews. Like it's always like it seems like every month there's a group that's making headlines because somebody says something. To like the whole thing with LeBron when he was rapping the lyrics from Twenty One Savage and. It, the, the Jewish community found that offensive and they wanted Adam Silver to like punish him. It's like, what? <laughs> what are you, t- what are we talking about? Yeah. It, it just seems like it's every month there's a different group. It's like, this is offensive. You must apologize or you're done. I don't know. That's the society we live in today. So somebody say today, talking about the LeBron thing, like, we're living amongst weirdos. Complete. And Complete that, that, weirdo. That seems to be where we are. Like, you guys are really, really weird. <laughs> really weird. Like, this is what we're spending our energy on. Like, let's force them to apologize. Like, and I think we had a conversation up here before. Like, then is it a genuine apology or am I only apologizing so I don't lose business opportunities? And are you okay? I guess they are okay with accepting an apology that just comes off the comes off the strength of I need to keep my job. So the only reason why I'm apologizing is so I can keep my job. Exactly. That's it. That if mean. that's the aim, if like if that's the bar you're setting, like oh we'll take that apology, we can move on. That's sick. Yeah, that's it. It is, and just keep the apology because it's like. You're not really apologizing. You're not really sorry about anything. You're just doing it, you know, to to protect yourself, protect your brand. I don't know, man. Hold on, hold on. I got, hold on. I haven't had to play this in a long time. Hey. <laughs> I haven't had to play that in a long time. Have you watched um the comedians in cars yet? I did. I watched it today. Which one or watched the, the Eddie Murphy episode and the Seth Rogen episode? That was it. Just those two. Nigga, but did you see Eddie's house? No, I must have missed that part. At the very beginning, um, he yeah. was like, I got walked away to go make coffee. He was like, yeah, Seinfeld was like, oh, I gotta pee, and <laughs> he, I thought, I, I thought they weren't gonna show his house, and let me just tell you, a nigga that came from Brooklyn 
um, that used to live in Jersey ain't doing too bad for himself out in uh, L.A. Yeah, he said he never thought he would be living out there. Never saw himself living in L.A. I'm going to go back and look at it. I want to see it. Yeah, he, he ain't do, doing too bad for himself. I, mean, I it tell was, you that. It wouldn't surprise me that, you know, Eddie Murphy has an outlandish mansion. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me at all. I remember when I was younger, I used to, um, in airports, um, I, used to look, I used to beg my parents to get me, like, these, the extravagant home magazines, and I would look at them and be like, oh, my God, look at this house. Look at this house. Mm-hmm. I don't know if those magazines exist anymore, but I for the sure. House of Miami that was House of Miami, that what? The house in Miami, the mansion in Miami that we were supposed to buy together. Yeah, man. Get your money up. You're holding us back. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm sure. Out. So now, I'm pretty sure somebody's occupied. That was like 20 years ago. Mike, Michael Jordan house ain't sold yet. So. Yeah. Hmm. And that's Chicago. That ain't even. His house, Will's house. Um, obviously, Neverland, Neverland Ranch hasn't sold. Um, Neverland Ranch is crazy. Is that, that up Where's for you, sale? It, it was. Nobody wanted it. I don't think nobody got the money. Got the money for it. <laughs> Somebody gotta have the coins for that. Uh, I don't think some nobody got the money for it. Um, I wanted to ask you, what's a prisoner of the moment hot take that you made that you can admit you were wrong about now? Oh, don't put me on a spot. I would like to think about it a little bit. Don't worry about it. I I, I got one for you. Uh, one of my prisoner moment hot takes was that um, Lord Banks was up next, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I could I couldn't have been more wrong about that. I, I also said at draft night, uh, Melo would have the better career than LeBron, um, mainly because he had just won a NCAA. <laughs> Championship. Yeah, I think uh, I had that take as well. That Melo yeah, would definitely yeah. be the better NBA player long term than LeBron. Yeah. I was also one of the um Peyton Manning would have more rings than Brady before it was all said and done. Um, no, nah, I don't think I said that. I, I said it. Yeah. Because it swore up and down. Peyton was out. Um, and that, that's not speaking negatively. Regular season, yes, he was the GOAT. Uh, it's just postseason. It was just a different time. Yeah. 
He had better teams than Peyton did. He did. He did. Um, Overall. And better luck. Hey! I don't know if you meant that as a double entendre, but... Well, you know how I do. Mm-mm. Speaking of... <laughs> that gonna be 6 and 10. Right. 6 and 11. <laughs> nice. Right. Oh, man. He's not even playing training camp. We don't need training camp. Been practicing all practicing all offseason. You don't need training camp. Okay. I remember Manny Ramirez, he, the the outfielder for the Red Sox. He he said his uh off season workout was he would drink a bunch of beer on his porch, and whenever a car rolled by, he would try to chase the car down. That was his off season workout. Wow. The man made millions in a. Yeah, the man made millions. It's more than I can say for myself at the current moment. <laughs> I'm trying to... Man, you could have emailed this pre-production. And I could have sat with him and really... No, I, w- I wanted it to be on the spot. Because I don't know... it. Like Most people don't know what... Prison of the moment stuff they had. Put this in the chat for uh, all you folks when it's posts. Because I know a lot of y'all got some prison, prison of the moment uh, stupidity that you're, you're wrong about. Yeah. I chance the rapper. I, um, I love chance the rapper. So, what are you going with like, this? Do you like his new album? Honestly? I do. I really do. It's very different from Coloring Book. Um, it's a very different thing to me. Very different sound. But I still like it. Like I like what he's saying in it. I like a lot of the beats. Um, it's a couple tracks that I do skip through. Let me just uh, see if I can pull it up right quick. I think it's like one or two joints. Uh... I got you always. I think that I usually skip through that one. Um, that's another one. This is this one. Another one. I love Chance. I like the album. He got a lot of great beats on there. What? He does. To me. Hold on. You gonna do that? Really? Oh, man. One bangs. That's a summer banger. You could drive down Michigan Drive. So, yeah, hot takes. <laughs> Lost Boys is a hot album. 
The big yeah. day, I mean. Lost Boys is uh, Cordae's joint. I see what you did there. Uh, that is that is better out. Yeah, it is. It's better than the big day, but I like the big day. Can you turn a clean house music off? Yep. Yep. You got some joints on there. A lot of you had the Falcons beating the Patriots. Uh, you were that was your hot pick. <laughs> wow, disrespect. A lot of y'all had the Falcons beating the Patriots. Uh, I was one of those people. Um, what else have you guys? Uh, the beige loaf and young ma were up next and that they were yeah i never called that yeah um, nobody wanted to see young ma like all the girl rappers were like cute and like plasticky with colored weaves and high heels and here she come with those stupid asap braids and like <laughs> bubble coat like like go sit down go sit down ma like, you know, nobody want to hear that. Nobody want to hear that. She had that one hit, and all right, go your way. If you're about it, come back with some heat. But I never saw her taking off. It just didn't It just didn't make sense for, like, the landscape of hip-hop. Um, I'm trying to think, like, a hot take, hot take. Like, oh, I did see today that Four years ago, I believe it was four years ago, I posted about Paul George. <laughs> you laugh? Yeah. What was your post? It was five years ago. That's when he popped his knee at the uh, the USA preliminary joints. You said that it was over? I said that it was, his career, as we know, it might be over. And... I was wrong. I'll happily be wrong about that. Um, he had an MVP type season last season before he got hurt. So, you know, he's been signing big contracts, <laughs> getting recruited by big players. Nasty um, Kawhi. Nasty, nasty nigga. So, yeah, I was wrong about that. Um, but I'll take that. I'm glad about it. That. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, Fetty Wap. Anybody remember Fetty Wap? Uh, I just want you to find again, baby. Fetty Wap. He never did it for me. I'd be seeing the one hit wonders. Like, I'll be surprised if Lou Nas X keeps going. I think Lil Nas X is going to milk this old town road until he can't anymore. He's going to try to keep it alive with remixes. And yeah, he broke the record already. So, I mean, why not? Why not? Oh, man. Uh, what's another one? Um, 
I remember saying Quavo was going to be the better of the Migos. When in all actuality, them niggas need each other and should never do another solo project. Offset's joint was good. But they're better when they're together. Well, their la- the culture, too, wasn't that good. So it, it, it doesn't surprise me that they came off of that trying to do solo projects. Like, the heat wasn't there to me. Um, so I, I expected it to kind of fall flat. But Offset, to me, had the better of the better solo project of the three of them. This is actually... Album. The rest of them, no. The other two, nah. Especially Quavo. Quavo's was really bad, and that was surprising. I'm so glad I was wrong about this, but I thought uh, Ray Shrimmed, I thought they were going to be one-hit wonders. I'm glad I was wrong about that, because them niggas got some... They got some hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their last album wasn't that good either, but they got hits. That, they got hit when... touring. They getting money. They getting to it. When No Flex Zone came out, I was like, these niggas are going to be gone next year. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm glad that I was wrong about that. Yeah, they be out here. Um, If it it does come up, you can, being that it was random Johnny on the spot, you can... uh, Throw them up next week, or throw them up uh, when we put the uh, put this out there for the people oh, to give us. I, I thought I thought KD would stay in Golden State. That's an in the moment high take. I um, did. After I he, did as well. After he popped his Achilles, I thought that he would stay in Golden State, rehab there for the whole year, collect a check, and then he wouldn't need to opt out because he would be a uh, unrestricted free agent, and then he would leave to come to the East Coast. But he was like, I would rather rehab with my own doctor in Brooklyn, New York. So um, definitely wrong about that, which is cool. I knew he would come out here anyway because his business came out here. So it was like either New York or or Brooklyn. It was just a matter of when. Um, Yeah, I was dead wrong about that one. Uh, Let me see if I have any music joints. But the sports one, um, nothing basketball related. I was, uh, I thought Adrian Ronan was going to be the next Floyd, and man, did that nigga prove me wrong. Yeah, I need to think about this. I'm gonna come back with a list next week. That's fine. Uh, I thought it'd just be interesting. Uh, to just see the prison of the moment stuff that kind of got us caught up and being like, oh, okay, yeah, this is either wrong or... But some stuff, like you said, you, you're glad you're wrong about. Other stuff, you're like, why, how did I see that to begin with? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sort of kind of going to cheat here for this last part because this is also my show show suggestion um but the the great hack talk about it king did you see it i did i was so 
I was so disturbed. I was so disturbed. I, I remember when all of this Facebook stuff was coming out and Mark Zuckerberg had to go to these hearings and stuff, but I never really paid attention at all. And I was watching The Grey Hack and I was like, um, so are we going to get our data back? <laughs> like, like it's too late. Like, <laughs> like, what's happening? I want to know. I watched that joint and, like, immediately became paranoid from every single. Mad paranoid. Every app, everything they like. Apps are reading your messages. Like, yo, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? And it, I'm, it's too late now because we're what? 10 years in? So everything that's to be gotten has been collected and whatever they're doing with it is completely scary. Vega said they had 5,000 access points for each individual in terms of... Yo, but you know the craziest one to me was those stupid-ass quizzes that people take on Facebook answering all these stupid questions and then they're taking information. You don't even have to play the little stupid game. Just your one dumb friend who was sitting home, (laughs) had nothing else to do... Decides to take the quiz. Now this 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 data collection people got all that information just because you're friends with them. Fam. I was so annoyed. I'm like, yo, my friends be playing these games all the time. So everybody just collecting my data over what my friends is playing. Yo. I'm like, sign me out. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to do it anymore. I I don't want to deal with it anymore. I'm done. Sign me out. Over. Are you are you one of those people that uh for clear an airport and a pre TSA pre check? Are you one of those? Nah, I don't need it. I don't want them having my information. Nah, I definitely sign up for pre check this year. See, and that was like because I did too, and I thought about signing up for Clear. Well, from my understanding, you don't need both of them, but all airports don't have like some airports don't have TSA, but they'll have Clear, and then some airports don't have Clear, but they'll have TSA. The pre-check. I only said that to say, like, I was. 98% 98% sure I was getting clear because I'm like, they already got my information ready. I got a freaking license. I got a passport. Like, I'm not worried about them seeing my face. Or, but after watching The Great Hack, like, fam. Yeah. And, and it was all behavioral stuff. It wasn't even like, oh, this is definite. Like, oh, we're going to cater to him because these are his likes, his dislikes. Nigga, it was behavioral stuff. And like you said, I didn't even have to take the quiz, but one of my stupid ass friends might have taken it. And because they're connected to me, now yeah. they have my information. Yeah. Yeah. And Facebook, like Mark, you knew. You're too Fam. smart. You're too smart. You're too in tune. Of course, you knew what exactly they were doing. And that $5 billion. 
dollar fine. At, like that ain't enough to me. Go back and get a couple more billions. It was only five million. I don't even think it was five billion. I think they slapped him with a five million dollar fine. That's crazy. Please don't tell me that. Please don't. On. Please don't tell me that it was just it was just M's and not B's. Oh my god! Like these people, like we're living in sick, really sick times. The elections aren't free anymore. It's no democracy. Everything like the fact that data was worth more than oil last year. Bam. Bruh. You know how long oil has been running the world? Oh no 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 no. It was it's five billion. I'm sorry. It was okay. five billion. I feel a little bit because five million is like fifty cent. Like that's that would be like the city telling me to pay a fifty cent fine. Yeah. All right. But That's even five point. million, like the niggas worth what? Almost two hundred, like a hundred billion dollars or something. Like, like, come on. Yeah, I I was watching that and said, oh my god, this is an actual episode of scandal. A scandal. Niggas have rigged. Yeah. How you how like? And I remember um. Defeat Hillary, uh, crooked Hillary. I remember, uh, I remember seeing that stuff, uh, and I remember that being the talk after because Trump lost both those debates. Yeah. I remember, like, it was almost a miracle for him to even win um, the election. I remember clearly in 2016 being like, "This nigga has no chance." No chance. The clown. Nobody's even giving him media time. This is a joke. Everybody was ignoring him, and out of nowhere, it was like, he's the nominee? Even after everything, the pussy grab, niggas ain't heard from Billy Bush yet, the pussy grab, all of the, the racist practices at his uh, apartment building, like, the uh, the retard hand gestures when he was mimicking that report, um, calling Mexicans rapists, like, after all of it, all of that. I thought for like, sure I'm that nigga was going to get out of here. After everything he said and done, like in the public, never even apologized. Never once apologized for anything offensive he said. But he was still the nominee. And then ultimately became president. Like, what the? Like, bro. Yeah. And just... just <laughs> The data. <laughs> oh, God, that was a sick, sick documentary. Like, that's scary. It's really scary. I think the nigga, um, and of course, uh, we don't fact check up here, because why would we? Uh, I think the nigga said data is a $1 trillion business, just the data alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. Marvel niggas knew. Google them niggas know. Like, nobody wants to tell you exactly how much the, the information um, costs, but the niggas that have the money and access to people in terms of your uh, your Googles, your Facebooks, your, your whatever, whatever bigger company you can think of, them niggas know how important it is. Yep. You know, like you're in the tech world. Of course, you know. 
Of course you know. Like, nobody's running game on you. Nobody's getting over on you. You know. You know what's going on. You know what's happening. When when um when old boy that was doing a joint said that he just wanted to get the data that they had on him, that's all he wanted. Just just give me what you have on me. I'm not trying to make this a big thing about anybody else. Give me what you have on me, and he couldn't get his own data. I'm like, fam, no. And and they lied and said, oh yeah, we deleted we deleted everything that we had. We don't have all that stuff anymore. To find out that they still had it after fact, I'm like, all right. Yep. Sick. Scary. And sick. <sighs> yeah. It's, it's, that's my, uh, that's my, my, uh, show for, show suggestion. If you guys haven't seen it, the great hack, um, you might be sick to your stomach. After watching it, and uh, may even be tempted to delete your social media everything because I was for two seconds and I was like, Nigga, you already got the information out there, like, you deleting it now exactly. ain't gonna stop them. You already happening. got it, so like, you know what the yeah. part is. I used to think niggas, um, were crazy for saying, I don't want to do online banking, I don't want to do this, that, and the third. I'd rather, like, I used to think people were out of their minds. I'm like, yeah, like, niggas, technology, why not? Yeah, you're behind the times, catch up, technology is taking over. Like, now I was like, but, but then they force you out of it. <laughs> they, they, like, they literally force you out of it. Mel works at the bank, and like, of course, you have old people who are not interested in like apps and online banking and stuff like that and depositing checks and money in the ATM. But then they started putting people in the lobby like, hey, yeah, you want to use this ATM because it's faster and it's easier and you can just. So it was like they're eventually taking you away from the teller and making you use the machines and stuff. They're forcing, they're forcing everything on you. They're forcing the technology on you. This uh, crazy data gate thing we're learning right now is uh is real. I do th- I do want them to make uh data as uh data privacy uh as close and as possible to your yeah, private um privacy like. That's the fight that needs to start happening now. Like, treat the same. Treat my data as you would treat my actual identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was breaches everywhere. The Equifax breach. Um, they just announced Capital One had a breach. It's like, come on. Come on. Oh, nigga, I'm writing a letter to Equifax next week. Hey, uh, y'all niggas have reported some stuff? Yeah, I was back, niggas. Yeah. Clean it up. I'm back. Give me my check. CTC. Cut the check, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Cut the check. But yeah, this data stuff is sick game out there, bro. It's 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 gonna force me. Like I did it not even before we started recording. I went to a website and said, "Oh, we updated our terms of agreement." Blah 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 blah. What did I do? Uh, Except I didn't even open it. Didn't I, read it. Like, I, yeah. 
Yeah, and then they, they, like I said before, they're forcing you into things. So when they give you these terms and conditions and then you don't, you decline, then that you can't use the app or you can't use the service. Like, they don't even give you an option of do you agree to this, yes or no. If not, then, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, you agree or not. You agree, you can use it. If you don't, you can't. So it was like they, they're binding you up. Like you have no, you really have no other choice. <laughs> like Apple, when you when you do the software update, you you're not gonna agree? Okay. You ain't gonna be using the phone. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> and of course it's all there. They're holding your messages, they got access to your photos, all like all that. It's all in that. But what you, what are you gonna do? You can't decline, so I agree. Apple stuff is a little bit more uh, secure and encrypted because they're the same niggas that when uh, the FBI tried to force them to unlock somebody's uh, phone and Apple was like, no, we can't do that. No, no, no. Yeah. I I respect at least the company that's going to take that stance and say, no, like, we're not lying about privacy. We actually actually care. Yeah. Definitely. I was on the phone with a guy, um, some collection agency that I was allegedly, uh, what's the alleged uh, offense or uh, dollar amount? And it was like, yeah, well, this call is being uh, monitored. Do you ever, are you okay with that? No, I'm not okay with it. Like, and I said it to the guy, I'm like, no, I'm not okay with it, but I'd rather the, the recording be here in case I have to call back and somebody yes. act like, this conversation was never had, but no, I'm not, I'm no, I'm not okay with it. I understand why it's needed to save, uh, like to benefit me, but right. no, I'm not okay with it. Yeah. And he was like, so do you want it recorded or not? And I'm like, <laughs> like my nigga. Don't record me, nigga. Don't record me. But that's a that you you said something that now has to go into consideration. It's like okay, well, what happens if I don't agree to your terms, or whatever have you? What what now? So now yeah. I'm just out. Yeah, I, I can't move forward. Yeah, yeah, and everybody has it. It's not like you know, it's not like options. Like if I want chicken, I can go to KFC or Popeyes. It's like. Because, you know, KFC has the, the original recipe, Popeye's don't. It's like, nah, you want to sign up for Google? You want to sign up for Yahoo? We all, have the, we all have the same terms and conditions, pretty much. So it's like, you can't even, it's not even options out there. All of these apps have it, all of these websites, all of these credit cards, everybody. We're all signing away everything with everything we use online. I want to take a class that guy um, was the professor for, like a digital, um, I forget what it was, but I don't want to call it digital media, but something related to um, him pretty much addressing all of it. I want to take a class on that stuff, just so I'm aware. Design or something like that. Yeah, because if I'm going to well. be using it, I I just, just want to be aware. If I'm going to be using it, let me be knowledgeable on yeah. what's happening. Yeah, I mean, but would it change your behavior? Like, if you knew all the nasty ins and outs of Facebook, would it 
Like, would that would that make you delete it? Um, probably because not like for me, I can't unlearn what I know. Um, or maybe not even Facebook. Like maybe your favorite app, or your you know your bank or something. The banking, I would delete only because I pretty much use it just to check my balance. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have to go to an ATM, I'll just check. I don't um deposit checks on my phone. Um, quick pay, all that other stuff. Like if it was like one of those things, like where you had to send money, I'd probably delete those um delete those apps. But like you said, they force you to have another means because before, I could go on a bank and deposit money in your account. Can't do that now. Yeah, you can't do that now. <laughs> can't do that now. So yeah, so they're gonna eventually make you play their game by their rules. Oh, you have this account? I I have that account too. I'll just put the money in your account. No, no, you won't. Yeah. No, no. Send a cash app so we can like track how you're moving with your money. Not only that, but you also have to add your banking information so that the money can get to you and you can send it. Right. So not only do we know how you're spending your money, we have your whole account information. Yeah. Yeah. Brown paper bag under the mattress here on out. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Give me the double bag of old 20s and 10s and yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Do you got a show before we uh let these people march on? Um yeah, I want to pull up the synopsis for it. it. Did I give it already? Please don't tell me I did. I don't think I did. I will know once I start to say it. I hope I didn't. Oh, I saw Lion King the other day. I recommended that last week. Yes, you did. And I did like it. I did like it. And I saw online a lot of people didn't, but I I enjoyed it. I don't know. Um, Beyonce didn't have that many that much parts. Um, so that was cool. She's not the Nala best Nala didn't have that many. <laughs> you said she's not the best actress? Yeah. Uh, the loudest voice. Did I give that a... No, I don't I... think you have. All right. The loudest, the loudest voice on Showtime with uh, Russell Crowe. Based on the best-selling book, The Loudest Voice by Gabriel Sherman. TV executive and media consultant Roger L's life continues to be a source of interest to many due the lasting effect he has on the media world, primarily focusing on the past decade when L's arguably became the Republican Party's de facto leader and defining events in L's life, including experiences with world leaders that helped launch L's political career and the sexual harassment accusations and settlements that brought his Fox News reign to an end. 
the loudest voice on Showtime, Russell Crowe. He's a, he's doing a really good job um, portraying this guy. Speaking of sick weirdo, Roger Ailes is a sick mofo. Um, pretty smart guy. I gotta give it to him, but he's that's a sick nigga. And Russell Crowe's killing it. He's killing the, the movements, the walk, the voice. You said lasting really voice. Good. The voice. It's it's just called the voice or the lasting voice. Uh, uh the loudest voice. The uh, loudest. I was, voice. I was yeah. wrong. <laughs> I was I was wrong. <laughs> All right, loudest voice. Uh, you niggas get your excuses ready for Monday. Fantasy football season has started up again. Niggas, be on the lookout for those text messages. If you do want in on a league, we should. should Join Corey's league is rigged. He always has the number one pick. I never have the number one pick. First and third rounds. Ever. I never have the number one pick. Um, But if you guys are interested in doing a whatever phase fantasy football league, uh, let us know. We will post that information in the Instagram, Twitter, all of that great stuff. Um, that's really all I have. Uh, this is another good one. Uh, random combo, but uh, really good combo. So. All right, niggas. I'll holler. Yes, sir.